Thanks for listening to Chorus Deep and Wide. This is episode 10 with Jessica Fleshman. This past summer, we sent out our second full-time missionary to work with Restore Brazil in Rio de Janeiro, and her name is Jessica Fleshman. What a great, gifted woman she is, and recently she was in town, and I got to sit down with her for a little while and chat, and I hope you enjoy this time I got to spend with her. Well, it's great to have Jessica Fleshman here back from Rio de Janeiro. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, good to... Excited to to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. Uh, We're just going to jump right in. I'm going to ask you a few questions here. Um, First of all, tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? And how did you become a Christian? Um, I grew up in northern Missouri, up by the Iowa border, um, in Lancaster, Missouri for the first nine years, then Unionville, Missouri for the next seven years. Uh, my dad is a pastor, so I spent my whole life since I was a baby going to church um, there every time the doors were open. But when I was nine is when I would say that I finally became a Christian. It's when I realized that my faith needed to be my own and couldn't be my parents. And so decided to accept Jesus for myself. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you ended up going to college at Central, right? Yeah. I went to Central. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, well, when did you become a part of our church? Just kind of talk about some of your, about your time in Columbia and in Karas. What did God teach you? Um, talk about that. Okay. Um, well, I was living with my parents after college, and I got a text actually from Brittany Sherrard saying she needed a roommate. Um, and so I came to live with Brittany and Karis is where Brittany was going. And she was like, I love my church and you should come try it out. And Kristen Cusack went here. So I knew a lot of people already at the church. So I came and I loved it. I loved the community. I loved that Karis wanted to um, reach the people of Columbia, not just kind of be a closed bubble, which is what I feel most churches have been in my past. And so I just decided to stay. Um, I learned a lot about community being in Karis. I learned, um, you know, that you have to show people who you really are. You have to be honest with people. You can't just put on the face and pretend to be what you think other people want you to be. Um, And that grew my faith a lot. And I think it grew a lot of my character as well, being here doing that. Mm-hmm. And you you interned too, so how did that go other than dealing with the, the lead pastor? And what kind of things did you <laughs> well, learn through that? Well, he was difficult, but um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I learned a lot. Um, it has helped me a lot having done the internship um, and knowing just how difficult it is to do ministry and to be a leader of a church. Um, so now being a missionary in Brazil um, and having difficult times with ministry and leadership of the church, um, I know it's not just a Brazilian thing. I know that's kind of a worldwide thing. And I now know how to deal with it better because I was led by example of how to deal with those sort of things. Um, and so doing the internship really helped me with that a lot. 
Great. Well, we're both from small Missouri towns. What What was your population? Mine was nine nine oh eight. So. Uh, well, the Lancaster was around nine hundred, but my hometown, which I would say is Unionville, was nineteen hundred. Okay. So. so that's a pretty big big city there. But how, how did a small town Missouri girl end up in Brazil? Can you walk us through how Brazil. that happened? Um. Well. Just coming to Chorus. Um, through friends uh i had lots of people my first year here um i was actually in rob's mc and rob was leading the trip to brazil and he said hey you should come to brazil with us and i thought rob was crazy but i had lots of people tell me hey it's just a short-term mission trip it's just a few days you should go um and so i finally decided okay well i guess i'll go And after my first time, I remember sitting in the bus with Rob saying, you know, Rob, I could live here Um, just kind of as a joke, but it ended up not being a joke. I went three more times, short-term trip with Karis, um, and the last time was to just um, verify with Jay when I would be coming down and what I would be doing when I came, and I just loved it down there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, what what's it like living down there? You know, and I know you guys just had the Olympics and everything, and I know that you at least took in some of that, right? Um, yeah. What's it like living there? How's that been? Has it been crazy with everything going on? Um, well, living down there is a little different. Walking everywhere is a lot more difficult than in the bus system because they don't really, I mean, I don't own a car, and I'm not used to that. Um, so I've really had to learn you know walking more and learn their bus system but it's been good for me um and so i would say that and um just the language difference has been the biggest thing about living down there other than that it seems very similar to living in columbia because you have malls there and you have the supermarket lots of supermarkets um and so living there is not really that different With the Olympics, the people who live in Rio were not excited about the Olympics. And so you could kind of feel that, feel the tension rise as the Olympics got closer and closer. Mm -hmm. Um, And they started closing lanes of the road and started building new stuff just for the Olympics. Um, People weren't happy about that. But I think once the Olympics started, it wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. It kind of calmed down a little and... Traffic wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, yeah, I did get to go to two Olympic events while I was down there before I came back to the States. I went and saw archery and beach volleyball. And so that was kind of fun to get to see that. And then I got to hear people speaking English. And I was like, wait, I'm in Brazil still. (laughs) I'm hearing English. So Mm -hmm. that was cool for me, too. Mm -hmm. Weren't you on TV? Did I hear that? I was on TV, yeah. Because for beach volleyball, we stayed till the midnight game because that was when... The American girls played, I think, China, and nobody was sitting in, like, the closer one, so we got second row right behind um, the the ref or whatever you call it in volleyball, mm-hmm. and so every time it scanned over by him or scanned one side or the other, we were usually on the TV, you could see us, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool to get to go home because I had my mom record it on DVR, and so I was like, Mom, look, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, talk to us, if you would, a little bit about Restore Brazil. You're working with Jay Bauman and that team down there. What kind of ministry are you doing? What's your role with the team? How are you you working with Eric and Jay and the rest of the bunch? Um, I work with Eric a lot in City of God. 
when right before I left, Eric had just had his baby. And so him and Susanna weren't able to go to City of God during that time, right before she had her um, her and right after, because he needed to be home with his wife. Um, and so I actually got to lead the Bible study on Thursdays and Saturdays at City of God, and I had a translator come with me. So I've been working with Eric more in City of God. Once I left, it actually worked out perfect because he was able to start to come back as soon as I left. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully when I get back down there, I'll get to continue to help him with City of God as much as possible because um, that's kind of more where my heart is, is City of God. I just love the kids there and I love the work that they're doing there. Um, but I also have been helping Jay with the children's programs down there at both of his churches since I led the kids program here at Caris and kind of know a little bit more of how all of that works. He's asked me to kind of audit the kids programs down there and come up with ideas of what they could be doing better, what they should be doing. Um, And so I've been helping him with that. And then with the English speaking church down there, I've been helping more with their kids' program, like right, helping them write special lessons and helping them with events. Um, and then also, I just started right before I left um, helping Jay with finances for Restore Brazil and Acts 29 um, because he has a lot on his plate, and doing the finances is something that takes a lot of time, but is something that I know how to do, and so I think he's going to start to slowly hand that off to me so that he can free up to, you know, do more other things that I can't do. Mm-hmm. So that's mainly where I work with them. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned City of God and then Restore Brazil. First of all, what City of God and what kind of stuff are you doing there and what are the needs there? And then just talk more broadly about what Restore Brazil is trying to do. Okay. Um, well... So City of God is a favela that, which in English, I guess, would be a slum would be the best word I could think of for that. Um, But it is where it's pretty close to our church. And so it's where Igreja do Hidden Tor, which is the church that Restore Brazil planted down there. Um, It's just the favela that that church has picked to go into and to... um, just try to tell them about Christ and help them as much as we can. Um, Right now, we just go on Thursdays and Saturdays, and we do kind of like a vacation Bible school would be here in the U.S., Um, just one day, though, um, for kids. So we kind of walk around the community, pick up kids, and then we go and we have a lesson and we feed them and we play games with them. We're usually there for like two hours, two and a half. Um. But we're wanting to do more. Our problem we have right now is the age group for the kids is 2-year-olds to like 13-year-olds. And it's different kids every week. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can't really like go deep in the word with them. You can't like do discipleship or anything like that with that variety of kids. And so we're wanting to find a way to maybe take a few kids and we go deeper with them and they promise to show up, you know, every week. And um, I am teaching English in a different community called Tejuquinha, trying to learn how to teach English to beginners 
and then I want to take that and go teach English in City of God. Um, we want to teach them not only about Jesus, but also things that could help them. So, like, I want to teach them English. Um, another lady wants to teach them gardening. Just things like that. We're wanting to find ways um, that we can help them instead of just going in there two days a week and saying, hey, Jesus loves you, but bye, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we still want to do Saturdays more for anybody who could come because we still want to reach as many kids as possible. Um, but we just want to go deeper with some. And so Restore Brazil is actually who is over that because they are the ones that brought on Eric and Eric is the one in charge of City of God and all that goes on there. Hmm. So, so what I've been to City of God and I think people may have a concept of a slum, but they haven't been there. I mean, that's that's just one of a kind. I mean, can mm -hmm. you can you describe that a little bit, what you would see and smell and experience? walking around there <laughs> well as you first come in um the area where we where we have our house eric actually rents a house there when you're first driving in the dirt road that you have to drive past literally on either side is just hills of trash um and that's just normal for them like they don't think anything about it um houses are just kind of put together some of them just have a sheet as their front door um i mean i don't really know how to explain it for someone who's never been there because i could have never imagined it until i actually went there mm -hmm. um but kids come who you can tell haven't showered for weeks um mm -hmm. so the smells are not always the nicest um kids come without clothes the beauty of that is we actually have a shower in the house that we rent, and we've had people donate clothes. And so when a kid shows up that we can tell hasn't showered for a really long time, we're able to let them take a shower in our shower. If kids show up without clothes, we're able to give them clothes. Um, and so that has been one way that God has blessed our work down there is for us to be able to bless them in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean... I don't know how to explain it other than that. Mm -hmm. When I got there, I'd been to Haiti four times, and that was Haiti before the earthquake, before, of course, the recent hurricane. But I thought this is as bad or worse in some parts than Haiti. So mm -hmm. I, was, I was pretty pretty blown away. Yeah. Um, what is Restore Brazil and, and Acts 29 Brazil? What are they doing? I, I just I know I've, I've followed on social media and different things and just seen pictures of these big pastor conferences and everything that's going on. What's going on with church planning with them? Um, well, right now, Restore Brazil is doing um, a planters project is what it's called. And Jay has taken 10 pastors who have signed up to go through a two-year program to learn how to plant churches. Um, and so Jay is, you know, helping them with everything that they may need for planting a church. Um, but also, once a month, he tries to have just a pastor's conference, I guess you would say. It's just a one day where pastors from all over Brazil come and they just worship together and um, they have different people come speak from throughout Brazil, or we've had guest speakers from outside of Brazil come and speak. Um, and it's just really a time for them to come together, talk about their churches together, you know, just be encouraged by other pastors to just have some time where they get spiritually fed, you know, as well. Um, and so 
we usually have close to 100 pastors or wow. around about once a month come. And it's just, it's been really cool to get to see that. So I know Jay has been working with that as well. And I don't know if Acts 29 is really helping with that as much as Restore Brazil. But I think, you know, I mean, Jay is part of the Acts 29 network. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's all kind of involved together yeah it's yeah there's overlap Mm -hmm. there a lot of overlap yeah well as you've been down there how long have you been there nine months nine months what have been the most rewarding aspects of it what have been the most challenging aspects of being down there um the most rewarding has um god showing me that this is what he wants for me and just seeing him continue to put little surprises out there it's kind of the little things that seem to be the most rewarding um like bringing a roommate who was wonderful that i found online who speaks no portuguese but like just getting to live with her and it was actually a couple from our church had been praying for god to send someone into her life to be a witness to her And I found her online, and we just, like, you know, out of the six million people in Rio, I found her. But, like, so, like, God showing me through that and just little things where, you know, we show up a little late to City of God, and there's kids sitting on our front porch just ready for us to show up, ready for the program for that day. That's always very rewarding. Um, being able to translate sometimes and being like, hey, wait, I do actually know some Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just very rewarding to show, like, I am growing and I am learning. Um, that being said, I think the language is the hardest thing just because it's really, really hard to have relationships with people when you don't speak the same language. If you can't go deep or you can't speak fast or whatever, that makes it a lot harder to have relationships Um, God has blessed me with a couple that speaks English pretty well, Mm -hmm. um, but they just had a child, and so (laughs) they're not able to meet as much, you know. The hardest thing is relationships down there just because of the language barrier. I mean, the people are wonderful. I love them down there, and they all try, and they're all super nice. It's just hard when you don't have that language in common. Mm -hmm. What are are the biggest cultural differences that you've found what have been things that you've been drawn to but maybe things that have been harder to work through um the time down there i love that it's a little more relaxed but it's like if you show up on time then nobody's there or if like you have invite people over to your house for me i like get all the food ready and i'm ready to go at the time i said and nobody's there so that has been it's been good because I don't. I'm always late. I think so, uh-huh. but at the same time, it's been hard for me to be like, "Oh yeah, okay, just calm down. Like time's not an issue here." Um, so I think that's been the biggest cultural thing for me. Uh huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you doing here in Colombia now, and what are your future plans? Um, right now. Um, I'm just visiting the United States. I have applied for a volunteer visa to go back to Brazil. I promised Jay three to five more years. Um, And the visa I was on, I could only be in the country for six months out of the year. 
And that's, I didn't feel like was a good way to do ministry. No. Uh, so I came back and I have applied for a volunteer visa, which I can now be there for two years on that visa. So I'm just waiting for that visa to come in. Um, God's been sending different things that actually needed to happen while I was here that I could help with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been good. Um, but yeah, as soon as that comes back, I will be headed back to Brazil. Mm-hmm. Great. Are you going to get back there before the spring break trip, hopefully? Oh my, well, I can go back on my volunteer or on my tourist visa before the spring break if all else fails, but please do not make me stay here that long. (laughs) I'm hoping to get back way before then. Mm -hmm. Well, talk to the listeners of this podcast. There may be five of them. I'm not sure, but Mm -hmm. talk, talk to the people of our church. Why would you give up a comfortable situation here where you had really great friends, mentors, sisters, brothers, and, and then go there? Why would, you, why would you go spend all this time in this favela and be pretty alone a lot of times, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been hard, I know. Yeah. Um, why, what makes it worth it? What, what encouragement would you give um, people in our church? What encouragement would you give to other single women to do what you're doing? Um, well, when I first felt that God was calling me to go to Brazil, I fought it <laughs> because I knew it would be difficult. Um, but God continually made things happen, made things fall in place that I just knew that that was what he wanted. Um, and, you know, I honestly, once I knew that's what he wanted, I had no problem doing it because I knew that if God was there with me, that I was going to make it and that it was all going to be worth it. Um, just living my life for him instead of for me. I mean, if I wanted to live my life for me, I would definitely still be in Colombia, working my nice job and going to Karis, but my life isn't mine, you know, it's his. And so when I felt him calling me there, I couldn't say no. Um, and I'm so glad I didn't. I love being down there. Um, and so I guess my encouragement would be if you feel God calling you, to do something, whether it's difficult or sounds easy. I mean, if God's in it, it's totally worth it. And you should definitely follow where he's calling you, whatever that may be. Um, Because even though it seems like it might be harder, it's still rewarding. Still have, you know, the little glimpses that he's with me. Still making awesome friendships down there, even through the language barrier. Um, Still able to you know, see kids come back and they have a verse memorized that we memorized the week before or, you know, seeing the kids lined up excited to be there like that just makes it all worth it to me. Seeing that people are learning about Jesus who maybe wouldn't have gotten the chance had I not been down there Um, and getting to see God use me. That's, I mean, all I could ask for. Yeah, that's great. Well, what are some things that people can pray for you about for you personally, but also for the ministry? Um, well, for me personally, still working on Portuguese. It's a difficult language. Um, and the more I learned it, the more relationships I got. And so I think once I have that down, things will be easier down there. Um, so that's a big thing. And this visa, getting back, that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, I just... More community would be probably my biggest prayer request just because I came from a church, you know, that had awesome community, and now I don't really have that. So however that looks, that would probably be my biggest prayer request. Um, For Restore Brazil, 
Um, I know Igreja do Hidden Tour is going through some changes and some difficult times right now, so just prayer for that church um, as they go through this time and continue to grow. And then with City of God, just like wisdom and knowing what this new phase that we're wanting to go into, what that looks like, um, how we should do it, wisdom for all the leaders, and yeah, that would probably be our biggest prayer request there. Great. Well, I'm so encouraged by you and thankful for you. I'm pumped to have our team going down there, and, and Lord willing, I'll go down again and take some kids. Um, but I'm thankful for you. I'm excited and look forward for just this partnership that's been going for, what, how many years? I want it Six to continue. Six years or something Six like that. Six years, yeah, I want yeah. it to continue. And I've been a little distracted with a place called Japan, but, um, <laughs> which that's been good too. But I look yeah. forward to seeing you down there. But I'm just thankful for you. And I know oh, that well, you have a lot you. of people here that love you and are praying for you and excited to see what God does. So thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks for having me. thanks again for listening to the podcast. Every spring break, we take a group of people down to work in Rio with Restore Brazil. That's the organization that Jessica works with. And we've also sent another young man, Eric Papp, who serves down there as well. It was launched by a man named Jay Bauman, who's just a quality guy. And we're really excited about what the Lord is doing down there. And we would love to take you on a trip down there. Also, maybe God is calling you to a different part of the world. And if so, come be a part of our body. We'd love to help equip you and send you there. Maybe you could look into our internship program in a way that we could more formally train and send you. Well, come see us at either 9 or 11 up in Columbia or at 10 a.m. in Jefferson City and go to karischurch.org to learn more. Thanks for listening to Karis Deep and Wide. Kingdom breeze, you'll see.